today we get the the account of the transfiguration no one really knows what that was even the gospel writers didn't know how to explain it they said that jesus took peter james and john his inner circle if you will he took them up a high mountain and it just says he was transfigured what does that mean even the gospel writers say well his clothes became like light and his face was dazzling and that's about all and then it says that the the, the apostles just fell on their faces, of course, because they knew they were in the presence of something almighty, the God. They were in the presence of God. And Peter just kind of blurts out, uh, it's good that we're here. This is great. I don't know what he actually said. We don't know. But he did. one of the gospel writers says he hardly knew what to say, which is an understatement. They had no idea what to say. But Peter said, let's build three booths, three tents here, and, and let's just stay here forever because they saw a glimpse of heaven. They were invited into heaven. And of course, Peter just said, can we just stay here? Forget about everyone else. Let's just stay here forever. This is what that vision was. God gave them this vision to strengthen them for the scandal of the cross that was coming, to strengthen them in times of doubt and confusion and disbelief and despair. That's why he gave them that. And that's why he gives us this vision. It's a vision not just of who Jesus is, but what we will become. Because we believe that following the Lord, we too will be transfigured in glory. We will become perhaps like light itself. We will be with the angels and the saints forever in heaven. And that is meant to strengthen us because no doubt, I'm sure this has happened to you and it will again. There are times of despair, times of difficulty and sadness and confusion and angst and anger. And during all that time, we should never lose sight of what is to come what God has in mind for each one of us. All the readings, in fact, remind us that God calls us to something great. He called Abraham, first called Abram, then later changed to Abraham. He called Abram. He said, just go and follow me. He said, go, go to a place. I'll tell you when to stop. Just go, and I will make of you a great nation. All generations, all nations will be blessed in you. Again, this is not just for Abraham. It's for all of us. He blesses us. He makes great things happen in us and through us. And then in the second reading, St. Paul is speaking to his young priest or deacon. We're not sure what Timothy was. And he said, God has indeed blessed you and called you to a great life. All these readings serve to do that, to lift us up, I hope. Not just because we need to hear a good word. Not just, he's not saying, add a boy, add a girl, you're doing great. But because God knows that 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 is the way we respond by telling us you were made for great things you were made to share in the life of god here on earth i know god says your life is difficult i know things seem long and tiring here on earth but you were made for greatness i love you i am with you i will never ever leave you and i want you to be with me in heaven i think this has the the effect on us i hope of not only just giving us joy, knowing that we're beloved by God, but making us want to do better and be better. It's kind of like when a parent says to their child, I'm proud of you, I love you, I'm so glad you are my daughter or my son. It, for us, that just make, it makes you feel good and it makes you want to really do well and be that daughter, beloved daughter and son. Same thing with a wife and a husband, I'm so blessed that you are my spouse. And, and it lifts them up, it lifts all of us up as well. This is what I believe God is doing to us, not just giving us you know, empty platitudes or anything, but saying, you are made for greatness. I love you. 
I put my Holy Spirit within you and I call you to something greater. And he doesn't just call us to that and leave us alone, but he gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the church, especially the sacraments, to lift us up, to help us to be his beloved daughter and son, to be the people we were created to be. I pray that through this Lent, through your practices that you hopefully have begun, your sacrifices and your extra prayers, especially during this holy season, that we will learn to walk away from our sins, to leave the trappings of this world behind more and more and strive for perfection, for goodness, for kindness, for love, for beauty, for grace. This is what God wants for us. This is our happiness, and this is what God will help us to do if we keep our eyes fixed on him. Let us not be distressed or dismayed at all the things that happen out there in the world or in here in my own person and in our own bodies. But instead, let us keep our eyes fixed on the glory of Jesus Christ, which is our glory as well. Please God, one day. And that, knowing that, as Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI said, knowing that we have a future full of help, hope helps us to live well here on earth. With our eyes fixed on God, let us, have, let us ask him to lift us up, to do great things in us, and call us to not only a better life, but a perfect life with him and all the saints and angels in heaven.